to Expounded Universe, Episode 4. Your hosts, Jeff and John. The book, Shadows of the Empire, by Steve Perry. The year, 1996. Chapters 10 through 12. Let's go. Who gave that dog a crossbow and two bachelor's degrees? <laughs> Pulls everyone cheese on. I don't know why. <laughs> That's Vader, <laughs> the world's greatest power top. Take a look at these meat bags. Welcome back to Expounded Universe. Oh man, I'm so excited. I love doing this. Oh baby. Oh sweet, sweet baby. <laughs> I'm Jeff. That's John over there talking about babies. Oh sweet, sweet, delicious babies. Just just having himself a baby chat. Just Mm-mm, those tender juicy babies thinking jonathan's swifting up some babies yep is that what i'm I'm swifting them up i've got a modest proposal for this (laughs) podcast glad that was the right author i was not 100 percent on that gag (laughs) i had about an 80 percent going off the hill (laughs) so so uh let's see where did we leave off last week because if i remember correctly i think it might have been a cliffhanger oh goodness me it was why we had just received word that someone had tampered with an R2 unit and it was going to kill Luke. And when he went to confront the chief, there was a gun. Yeah, that's right. The chief had a gun pointed at Luke Skywalker. Will he prevail? Oh, my goodness. He could die right here. <laughs> Tune in next week on Expounded Universe. Thank you. This has been Expounded Universe. <laughs> this has been the recap episode. Don't worry. We got a clip show, and then we're gonna, we'll be back with regular. Well, we've, changed our, we've changed our production schedule to match newspaper Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? A gun, you say? In the hands of the chief? Oh, no. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> The chief has a gun, but where is Peter Parker? (laughs) Yeah, the the big cliffhanger of someone's pointing a gun at Luke Skywalker is, I mean, it's just unfortunate because you know nothing happens. I mean, Luke Skywalker's never going to die in one of these books, so it's never going to be. But this one in particular, since this is between, you know, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. There's really not a lot going on here that matters. No. Mostly, the question was, who is this fanatically devoted chief to the, uh, to what cause is she so devoted to that she'd be willing to assassinate Luke Skywalker on an abandoned, isolated asteroid where the moment she pulls the trigger, she'll be killed by all of the rest of Rogue Squadron? What, what, what religion is she that fanatic about that she's willing to pull that trigger knowing 100% that it will definitely cost her her own life? Why... Nothing. Nothing at all. It's just some money. Nothing at all. (laughs) Nothing at all. Stupid sexy engineer, I bet. (laughs) Stupid sexy (laughs) Shizor. Stupid sexy Shizor. I think you might just name the episode. I think think we've got our episode. (laughs) So so anyway, uh, it turns out that she did this for 10,000 credits. Well, there was a 10,000 credit that was uh, given to her account, and then there was a larger sum that was pending. So anyway, what happens is we rejoin our heroes. Oh, do we? No, I think this chapter starts with Shizor, don't it? <laughs> it starts with some Shizor. Some some delectable Shizor. Oh, it doesn't matter. Let's just finish where we were at. So basically, she never shoots him because instead Lando or Dash Rendo or someone, I don't care, shoots her. Yeah. No, she, she gets a shot off, but mm-hmm. Luke's like, uh, I'm a main character and also the Force, 
So, no, I'm good. I'm all set. Hey, you want to get into a, a spaceship so I can kill you without feeling bad about it? And then Wedge straight shoots her. Oh, and it's he, Wedge. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then Luke is like super angry about it. He's like, oh, I can't believe you shot her. If you kill him, we can't learn nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets shot. And then Luke's uh, basically, yeah, he grumbles about it for a couple of seconds. And then he goes to try and figure out what's happening. And eventually Lando uses some like ridiculous space hacking. <laughs> He's like, yeah, uh, I used a, a borrowed command override protocol reduction code subroutine code. Yeah, and that that led me to find out that she had some money. She had $10,000 in her account. And or, I, sorry, I cracked it through like six different shell corporations. Until I finally arrived at the shell corporation Saber Enterprises, which most people don't know is a hidden front for some imperial activities. My goodness, Saber Enterprises? Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. What's their what's the company motto at Saber Enterprises, you think? Is it is it like we do the best we can for you? Also, even though our name is the name of lightsabers, we're not associated with the only two Sith anyone ever heard of. <laughs> nah, it's definitely a secret Jedi front. Yeah, we make satellite parts. We definitely are not associated with Darth Vader. <laughs> hey, located off I ninety five, come on down. Free hot dogs for the kids, and we kill for the Empire. I mean we don't do, do that. <laughs> Well, welcome to Saber Enterprises. We uh, are a subsidiary of Vader Corp. Don't worry, no relation. <laughs> it's named after this guy, Josh Vader. Hi, I'm Josh Vader. <laughs> I'm definitely not Darth Vader. <laughs> that was just the elevator opening and closing behind me. <laughs> oh, it's a busy day. <laughs> so... Also, Luke walks over to investigate the the uh, messed with R2, or yeah, it was an R2 unit that caused the X-Wing in the previous episode of Expounded Universe to go all crazy and get in a space fight with him. And his his term for someone has hacked this droid and made it so it will fly around on its own and try and kill me is, oh golly, someone's rascal this droid. Oh my god, I had forgotten about that, that he calls it rascaled. He says it got rascaled. It's like he's one of the Hardy Boys. <laughs> Chet, Iola, get in here. Someone's rascaled this droid. <laughs> See, I was thinking more like them Duke boys. <laughs> Duke boys. They done uh, rascaled my sh machine. See, I when I first read it, I thought it was like a 1920s crime term he had picked up, like he'd been hanging out with F, Sc F. Scott Fitzgerald or something. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. uh, you better pay us what you owe or else my boys are going to rascal you. Did someone look at your peary-eyed droid all cutty-like? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's hobbled it in the glim sticks. <laughs> ah, this droid's been flim flammed. <laughs> Pull your pants up, boys. There's chicanery afoot. <laughs> ah, it looks like this droid's been skullduggered. <laughs> what is rascaled? <laughs> I mean, I know the term sliced. I've mm -hmm. played yeah, there's some some uh, some Star Wars Vigimo games. Yeah, Sliced shows up a lot. Sliced is their their hacked version, and yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fine, I get it, but no, it has in fact been rascaled. <laughs> Sir, someone's rascaling our internets. Sir, someone rascal flatsed this droid. <laughs> Which internet are they rascaling? All of it. They've simultaneously <laughs> rascaled all the internet. <laughs> God damn it. So uh, anyway. After the droid is a proven rascaled, uh, Leia shows up. Yay, it's Leia. Let me let me ask you, 
does does she have any opinions about things? She is sad and worried, but that doesn't really bother Luke. The first thing Luke thinks upon seeing Leia is, Leia looks terrible. God, Leia, you look tired. You should put some makeup on. <laughs> Leia, normally you're fuckable, but right now, hey, would it kill you to smile? <laughs> uh, Why don't you give us a smile for the boys here in Rogue Squadron, Leia? Oh, yeah, no, he, he pulled up alongside her in the X-Wing and honked. <laughs> Hey, hey, pay attention to me. Hey, 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 hey Leia. I'm hey, just, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. Hey, wh- why you got it? Why you got to be like that, Leia? <laughs> but no, she's she's super grumpy because they didn't get uh, Han back. They didn't man- manage to stop Boba Fett and rescue Han. And despite what I thought would happen in this scene, which is that she comes uh, storming out of the Millennium Falcon, pull a blaster, and go charging after Dash Rendar, instead she does nothing. No, no one gives a shit. That Dash Rendar was basically saying, oh, I'm just going to leave you to die. Yeah. Dush Rendar here, just like, oh, hey, what's up, bro? Hey, I decided to just come back up here. I needed some brewskis. And she's like, uh-huh, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what's happening in this. She's just scared. She, she's scared and she's spending some time wondering. When she sees Luke, she's like, oh, I love Luke. He's attractive. But not attractive the way Han is attractive. It's a different kind of attractive. I need to call the Corey Haim hotline and, and, and work, work through these emotions I'm experiencing. Dear Tiger Beat. <laughs> I'm writing this in my electronic protective journal. I, I, I'm still amazed that even if Leia didn't, like, Lando or Chewie didn't straight up just be like, yo, I'm going to at least deck rendar if not fuck his shit immediately up yeah i really expected there to be a swing or some choice words for dash rendar but instead something else happens and we'll see that pretty soon yeah uh so that's basically what's going on with these folks uh she probably looks like leia you look awful you probably need a shower and a man (laughs) damn it hey you're not looking too good leia you need a massage yeah i'm real good with my hands i also love that wedge tries to get a line in at this point but lando has to finish it where he's Uh, like the first rule of combat is to always be ready for combat and then leia's like that's great wedge hey lando you want to finish the saying (laughs) well no it's it's the second rule of combat is to like uh, uh, shoot, shoot first shoot and first. ask questions later. Yeah. Well, what's the first rule? Oh, it's to not be where there's fighting. Yeah. Great. Good. Okay. Well, maybe Wedge is a different first rule of combat, Leia. Did you want to maybe let him finish his thought? Nah, Wedge is good. <laughs> we don't <laughs> We don't need Wedge to do more than a line. I'm Wedge Antilles, and I'm going to survive these movies, so I'm just going to step out of the spotlight again. Thank you. And that was me. I'm not going to go out like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, now we can cut to Shizor, and God, I wish Shizor had his own theme song, because... I swear, I wish Shizor just had his own novel, and there was nothing else. It was just it was called just, Shizor? It was just following Shizor around, because his <laughs> daily life is the best. I want Shizor to be on, like, the surreal life or something. Oh my god, I... I really need a Star Wars version of the real world Mm -hmm. where it's just like, we took all of these Star Wars side characters and put them in the same house. Uh Uh-oh, Nien Num is trying to use the shower, but Shizor's been in there for 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Because, well, I'll just go ahead and say it here. Shizor, we, we meet him in this scene sitting in a chair that exercises for him. Yeah, the first thing we find out is 
Shizor doesn't like to exercise. Yeah, he finds he thinks it's boring. He finds exercise a boring waste of his time. And martial arts, while he is of course an undisputed master of them, have only come so naturally to him that he needs no need not blah, needs not waste his time on learning them anymore. No, it's it's fun for him to do martial arts, but it's not enough of a workout to keep him as sculpted and amazing as he needs to be. So naturally, the only thing for a extremely busy definitely not huge lazy baby of a man to do is invest heavily in a chair that works out all of his muscles for him while he sits there the problem is it's not even a chair it is a bed he (laughs) is lying down while this is happening so his whole thing against exercises oh it's just a waste of time and i hate doing this it's like so boring okay but you realize in its place you are lying in one position for like two hours while a machine zaps you yep so you're not doing business while this is happening (laughs) what kind of does i mean that's what's going on in this scene but but seriously though are we ever going to have a scene where we meet shizor and he doesn't lower our opinion of him immediately (laughs) no and that's why i love it i love every single time we get to shizor and you're just like why why are you doing this (laughs) at a certain point we're going to find out that shizor wakes up at six in the morning every day and tweets about cnn <laughs> yeah, she's more instead of running his vast criminal empire, is just watching Fox News the whole time. <laughs> Ooh, they said my name. <laughs> They're not supposed to know it. <laughs> Guri, have whoever is hosting Fox News right now murdered by fastest ship. <laughs> and that's how Paul Walker died. <laughs> Oh, too soon. I didn't like the most recent Fast and the Furious movie. Have the lead actor killed by fastest car. God damn it. What, you mean Vin Diesel? No, the other one. (laughs) The other one. I like that Diesel. (laughs) He's my kind of big lumpen man. He reminds me of myself. Were I willing to work out? (laughs) Which, again, I am not. (laughs) I mean, two chapters ago, we watched him beat a man up, like to death. Oh, yeah. Using his super martial arts and his unbelievable strength and poise, which was like, oh, well, at least this guy has the rigorous discipline it takes to work out ever forever to keep his body as a peak perfective killing machine. Oh, right? yeah. No, you when you find out that like, oh, yeah, he has these bodyguards, but they're but just superfluous because he is a trained killing machine and he could murder men with just bare hands. And you're like, OK, well, you know, you're kind of a big idiot baby, but I, I guess you've done something. No, no. no. No, he spent time investing in chilies on Coruscant and lying in a bed that makes him stronger. As soon as I'm done with my workout bed, it's time to go to space, Bennigans. <laughs> oh, the fellows on Reddit will be excited by what I said to the waitress this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you know that he is that exact type of guy that's going to go to the, the fucking restaurant and be like, oh, let me flirt with the waitress. She's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yes, you are so clever, Shizor. You know, at the Hootas, they will actually get in the bench and sit next to you. One time I fell to thigh. <laughs> God damn it, Shizor. You are the fucking worst. <laughs> he really, he doesn't even do much here. But the fact that he's introduced lying in bed because working out is boring. Yeah, working out is boring. However, lying on a slab while it zaps my muscles, <laughs> that is my peak that's what I love. You know, it's funny because I agree with Shizor. Working out is boring, but at least I have the temerity and decency to be fat about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 
it's one of those things where I go, yeah, sure. You know, if I if I had a bed that would work out for me, I would. But that's because I'm a huge lazy man, baby. <laughs> I don't have to run a criminal empire. I, I have plenty of free hours in the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is he actually up to? Because it's uh, there is there is a thing. He is doing something. Oh yeah. So what we have found out is someone is horning in on his shipping for I think it's spice or some it, shit. Oh, it's, it's always it's either it's, spice or crystals or something that's pretty much all anyone ships around except in this book there's a lot of like death star parts being moved around yeah but it's it's his drug trade that someone is uh, muscling in on so there's a there's a specific sector where his crime syndicate that he owns in that sector the 10 loss syndicate uh has failed to notice that there's a rebel base being developed and it's messing with the spice trade and the rebel base is being dealt with by one of his adversaries in the shipping trade the aurora syndicate yeah. Uh, yeah. They, AKA the Storm Syndicate. Correct. Their motto is we make Mohawks and Silver LeMay jumpsuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the Aurora Syndicate, which was uh, Orphan Company. Uh, <laughs> originally based out of Africa. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I think originally based out of Chicago, goes to Africa, becomes a Kenyan Queen Company. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> originally run by a pickpocket. <laughs> Oh, and then it was, all of a sudden it was picked up by Company X. <laughs> Brand X. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, storm the, jokes. The that was he is mad at Aurora, but uh, it's because they're fucking up his his shipping nonsense in the drug trade. But they're also the ones who are maintaining this rebel base where Luke and Wedge and whatnot are at. Yeah, so he's like, I'll spear two fleek eels with the same bident. Or whatever it is he fucking says all the time. <laughs> whatever dumb shit he's on about. Yeah, it's always fleek eels with this guy. <laughs> this guy and his fleek eels. <laughs> it's always eating fleek eels or talking about fleek eels. He likes fleek eels so much, why doesn't he marry one? Oh, right, it's because he's unwilling to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> I I once dated a fleek eel, and then I had Guri break up with it for me. Uh, speaking of Guri, the sexy assassin droid who's got an ass that won't quit, uh, he sends her out to to indicate his extreme displeasure with the Ten Loss Syndicate. Yeah. So he's basically just like, hey, go kill some guys, and I want to watch you do it on camera, and I want to see your butt while I watch you kill them on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, whatever, and she leaves. Yeah. Beep, boop, that is fine. <laughs> And in a classic Star Wars transition, we cut because Guri walks off screen and it cuts to Vader watching a hologram of her watching walking off screen. Well, yeah, the he was also told Guri, I need you to contact Vader and let him know I've got s- some information for you because he's got the information on this base. Yeah. So we cut to Vader basically accepting this information, this, I guess, meeting request. Yeah. Because Guri is basically a walking outlook anyway. She's like Microsoft Outlook with a knife. Yeah. So she's just like, hey, can you? Uh, would you be willing to meet with Prince Shizor at 11 p.m.? Also, the two O's in Look and Outlook are boobies. <laughs> Dots in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Guri. So Vader, too, much to his credit, and he continues to be the best part of these books in terms of like escaping without shit stuck to him, <laughs> is he just kind of goes, yeah, sure, I'll meet him, whatever, I don't care. Like yeah, all right. It, it, it basically, it even says he just turns off the hologram with her. No mention of how the hologram shows her boobs in super high definition. <laughs> There's no part where Vader's like, if I spin this little hand hologram thing around, I can totally check to see if the back's as good as the front. <laughs> Nothing. Also, also, Vader's not like, ah, yes. What what manner of nonsense is this? Oh, I am the great Vader. He's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Uh huh. Sure. Me- meeting at eleven. Great. Uh huh. Whatever. Bye. 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 Goodbye. <laughs> 
I'll call you. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> Thank you, Vader. You continue to represent the reader in this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just walking up going, God, that Shizor is such a douche. <laughs> every time every time the two of them have to meet, I, I get the impression that, that Shizor is sitting there going like, I'm playing 12th dimensional mind chess. You'll never guess through all of my schemes and machinations. And we cut over to Vader and in his head it's just like, you know, the little anger emotions from the Inside Out movie going, who is this guy? I can't. <laughs> I want to say Shizor. <laughs> I, I I think Zizor is that him? Is this is this Xizor? Is this Cisco? <laughs> the Cisco? I want to say this is the Cisco. <laughs> yeah, this is the Cisco. <laughs> That's all. What else would it be? <laughs> Vader doesn't give a shit about this guy and his dancing monkey operation. Oh God! But anyway, of course, we also have to get all of the information of Vader going to this skyhook where they're going to have this meeting, Ugh. and he can't take the elevator because then someone might sabotage it elevators can be tampered with but not my own personal ship that i pilot no so what he does is he walks to his personal shuttle that definitely can't be tampered with and talks to the dude the attendant his shuttle attendant who's just standing there whose only job in the world is to have the shuttle ready yeah and, and says is the shuttle ready yes Good. And then as he walks into the shuttle, there's a paragraph of like, no one would like to see what happened to the last shuttle attendant for whom the, the shuttle was not ready. And I'm like, dude, come on. Vader doesn't need to kill random shuttle attendants for no reason. I mean, he's a little petulant, but still, if he's like, the guy's like, no, they're they're putting gas in it still. It, it needs to get... It, it, oh, well, I'll murder you. That ought to speed things up. Yes, I'll murder you, and then I'll have to have a bunch of guys clean your body. And when I come back, I'll be like, did you clean up that body? And they're like, no, no, we're still putting gas in it. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, this is just an endless chain reaction of me killing mooks. <laughs> I'm just going to kill everyone on this station until my thing is ready. You know, that's not how things work, right? <laughs> so... So he takes his dumb shuttle to, I, I shouldn't insult the shuttle, I'm sure it's not dumb, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, the shuttle never did nothing to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, shuttle. This has been an official apology from Expounded Universe to, to a shuttlecraft not seen in this movie. Yeah. I assume it's one of those Lambda-class shuttles with the foldy wings. Yeah, one of them little foldy crafts. Yeah, yeah. One so, of them little origami ships. Why not? One of them, I assume they're just Empire buses. Yeah. Uh, so... He goes to, and this is great because we get to see Emperor Palpatine's house. So we're <laughs> heading off to Emperor Palpatine's Coruscant Skyhook. Yeah, I don't even know what a Skyhook is. I but, assume uh, it's a big floating platform, and the hook, in fact, is holding it to the ground instead of letting it float into space. Sure, why not? That, that's all it could be. Uh, I mean, what else would it hook to? Like the atmosphere's I edge? Know. I mean, Skyhook could just be a name. <laughs> it's, it's the Emperor's tail hook scandal. <laughs> yeah, it's the Emperor's Teapot Dome. <laughs> so, anyway, we get to see Emperor Palpatine's big fancy Coruscant house. Which Emperor Palpatine's big fancy barbecue cookout. <laughs> now we also serve wings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Vader, I've decided to put in a new cookery here. <laughs> we, we have pulled pork may i eat there my master no you'll frighten away the customers <laughs> also you smell like barbecue to begin with <laughs> anyway i'm out i just love the idea of palpatine in like some fucking like barbecue apron oh yeah kiss the emperor <laughs> he's sitting there holding a rack of ribs on the end of a lightsaber <laughs> come on come on down <laughs> All right. You've tried the rest. Now it's mandatory that you try mine. 
I use a dry rub, as dry as the sands of Tatooine. <laughs> uh, anyway, what actually is happening up there is sadly not a cool barbecue. With <laughs> God, I wish. With him just running one of those pulled by a truck pit cues. <laughs> it's uh, instead he has a forest on his skyhook. Yeah, he's got. A uh, crazy amount of weird plants and botany nonsense going on. Deciduous that- trees, the book is careful to note, so that you don't think there's any pine trees up there. Yeah, so definitely not. That de- would be gauche. <laughs> pine trees were so last season. Yeah. They're pre-Empire at best. <laughs> Chicks don't dig the pine trees. As soon as I dismantled that Senate, the next thing I did was kill off all the pine trees. <laughs> There were only two on the planet anyway. I mean, it's Coruscant. Come on. But you have to make a statement. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) So he has a big fancy forest full of deciduous trees. And uh, as we enter this place, we get to cut back to what's up with Shizor, because he's walking through this big forested floaty ground. And he's like, this is one of my favorite Shizor lines ever. I don't even particularly care for plants. Yeah. Well, it's it's continually things that Shizor doesn't care about, but wants anyway. Yes, that's that's his whole life. He's just consistently driven by consumerism and a need to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, he's like, look, I, I give zero fucks about plants, but I know these are good plants. I need the best plants. Oh my god, he is turning into Trump, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Except Trump wouldn't even sit in a workout bed. He specifically thinks exercise is bad for you. Oh yeah. So... Anyway, he's as he's walking through, he's like, ah, yes, the Emperor has very good plants. Uh, Whoever designed this plant area was good at plants. I must have him. I must possess him. I will have the Emperor's uh, horticulturalist. God, is it, can I not turn this off? Is there, <laughs> I need to talk with Sarah about this. You know, my therapist, she used to be the Emperor's therapist, but she was the best therapist and I had to have her. <laughs> Uh, I, I need to talk to her about my rampant need. I don't even know what a horticulture is. it a horticulturist or horticulturalist? <laughs> I, I don't, I, but I have to have one. Well, you know what they say. You can take a horticulture, but you can't make her drink. <laughs> so, uh, good Christ. So, so he resolves to buy the emperor's horticulturalist because he can't turn it off for five goddamn seconds. So he shows up and he's like, Oh, man, the Emperor's got a nicer place than me. I gotta steal his plant guy. <laughs> so he meets up with Vader, and the two of them have a nice meeting in some on some terrace with some nearby, nearby very, very nice plants. And <laughs> this is like Vader talking to a court jester who knows a secret. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening here, because it's just Darth Vader, good old stolid Darth Vader, who didn't become catty until Rogue One. No. Remember that? Careful not to choke on your ambitions, director. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to work on my five-minute set. (laughs) I've been working with Sarah on that. She's the emperor. (laughs) At at this point, she's still the emperor's therapist. Uh, (laughs) No, but so he's just standing there like, Vader, what? (laughs) Or not Vader, she's all, What? And she's just like, I know a secret. I've got a secret. It's it's, it's quite a lovely one. <laughs> Would La- you like to know? Nah, I shall not tell a moon calf such as you. Pray thee, nuncle. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, get out. Stop being a jester from a Shakespeare play. <laughs> and eventually he's like, I know the location of a hidden rebel base. Oh, okay, great. 
great. Can I have the coordinates? Well, well, well yes. It would be my excellent pleasure to help the Empire in any way that I can. Okay, thank you. Great. Yes, it must make you squirm to say thank you to one such as me, Shizor, the noblest jester in all the kingdoms. No, is oh Shizor, right? Oh, right. that's your name. Oh, God. Fuck, that has been bugging me. <laughs> thank you. Uh, no, I I don't give one shit. <laughs> Like, we do get an internal monologue from him, and he's like, man, I know Shizor is just fucking playing at something, and I'm not sure what it is. I look forward to getting back here so I can kill him. Yeah. He's like, ugh, whatever, fuck this rebel base, just send some idiot to go do it so I can get back to my job. But the degree of, like, chicanery that Shizor's up to in this scene is amazing, because it's just Vader standing there, and Shizor's just going like, I know a thing, oh, this is definitely not mind chess I'm playing with you, this is trustworthy information, Vader. Oh my god, this is, is this the scene where he actually has his own mental monologue about playing three-dimensional chess yes it is oh my god the book is becoming self-aware yeah i think the book knows we're reading it because it <laughs> added a joke about uh, about star trek style mind chess yeah it was like oh if if you make a move in three-dimensional chess you must be wary of where your pawn goes and i'm like oh shit he knows he knows he knows he knows we're watching <laughs> <laughs> well then she's or knock it off please yeah come on now i know i swear to god the next chapters we read lay is gonna be like and then douche render are over here and i'm like oh no no <laughs> i wish but we actually are cutting back to him now yeah god damn so, it so so basically we cut back to the secret asteroid base and for some reason leia is ordering luke to go back to tatooine and stay there just hang out on Tatooine. so she says it's because she thinks boba fett will eventually bring uh, han solo to tatooine but she also wants him to go there because he's from there so he knows the neighborhood and because he needs to practice jedi stuff <laughs> yeah, you got some Jedi stuff to do, right? That's what you people do? Probably. Walk on a tightrope or stand on your head or something. I don't know. You people are ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous with you people. Also, could you pick a new color? It's always brown and white. Every one of you looks like a 1970s towel collection. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, he does. He goes that black. He does, You're right. He, he, gets, he drops that black album. That's right. He goes He goes very cool and collected in that in uh, Return of the Jedi with his all black and one black glove. Hell yeah, he's all black everything. Yeah, that's I forgot about that. He's got them black rims. And then <laughs> black <laughs> shoes, black coat. <laughs> well, no, it's black shoes, white coat, Cadillac. <laughs> Luke no. Skywalker's a time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a time bomb! <laughs> Oh, so she's like, you have to go back to, <laughs> you have to go back to Tatooine, and Luke is like, I don't wanna. <laughs> it's amazing. He's he's like a petulant kid, and then finally he's like, okay, and he gets in an X-wing and flies away, and then Leia seeks out Douche Rendar for the dumbest of possible reasons. Please go be Luke Skywalker's secret bodyguard. Yeah, I want you to defend Luke Skywalker. But don't let him know that you are there. What? What? She, what? She, he just failed her in the last mission. Like, it's been about 20 minutes. It's amazing she doesn't sit down and go like, all right, well, since you were apparently a D&D &D wish spell, I've got to get an entire contract out here now. Your because job. if I just tell you I want you to go protect Luke, then you're not going to do what I want you to do. All right, here's your job. I want you to go to the planet Tatooine. I do not want you to go to the city of Tatooine on the planet of Dantooine. On the planet of Tatooine, you are going to guard Luke 
Skywalker. Not a different Luke, not a different Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Here's his picture, and there he is walking away. That guy. You're going to defend that guy. Specifically. Specifically. And you are to defend him from physical threats. I don't want to hear that you defended him from having his feelings hurt. (laughs) Someone shot him. You didn't say I needed to protect him from lasers. But he wasn't jealous when he died, I'll tell you that. (laughs) So she works with this fucking idiot again. She's just like, hey, uh, go defend him in secret. Why? Why don't you just like go with him? Go with him and live on Tatooine near him and shit. Why are we keeping a secret from him? That and you've got the entire Rebel Alliance at your disposal. And you're like, hey, this Jagoff, you want to go down there? I mean, at least when they got him for the original mission, it was, oh, yeah. Rendar is, like, one of the best pilots ever, and so he's got the information on where Slave 1 is, and he's an amazing pilot. He's the only one that could do this. But for, I need you to go keep an eye on this dude, you do not need to be paying out your nose to get fucking douche Rendar to go, yeah, sure, I'll kick back, I'll I'll hang out and watch your little bra. Yeah, just send some Alliance guys. You know, the ones with the little flat helmets. Just get a few of those guys. Yeah, get get a couple of flat helmet dudes out there with some binoculars and let them watch out for them. Yeah, just put one of those big Yavin 4, like, like crow's nest tower things out there. Dude out there with some macro binoculars just looking around. That's the Alliance right there. You're good. You've got that one guy. His name's Jerry. <laughs> he, You're good now. Jerry's got it. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Luke, there's no one approaching by airplane. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Hey, can I get down from here, please? No, Jerry. You know there's no way off of that thing. <laughs> I don't even know how you got up there. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, sir, I came with the pole. <laughs> Uh, I was I was part of the instructions on how to put it together. <laughs> Insert Jerry into slot B. <laughs> That's uh, what my wife always says. Hey oh, hey, could you uh, shoot some food up here? I'm real hungry. I don't have a wife. She'd never come up here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, so he goes off to Tatooine. Uh, Dash Rendar is hired, and we get a dumb negotiation scene. Yep. Oh, name a pri- name a price, then, lady. I'll pay. pay bleh. She's like, I'll pay you this amount. No, I want more for the. Bleh. No, I'm gonna pay you less. That's the whole negotiation. Uh, and then it turns out that this is all part of her secret agenda to get rid of Luke because her plan, as she tells Lando Calrissian, is to infiltrate the criminal organization Black Sun. Yeah. Based on nothing. The the amount of stupid, like, backwards-thinking acrobatics that had to go on to be like, all right, so someone wanted to pay somebody else to, to kill Luke, and uh, the Black Sun has a spy network. I'm like, motherfucker, you have a spy network. <laughs> you didn't even go, hey, Lando, I've contacted our spy network and put them on this, and cut to a week later and they found nothing and now I'm, I'm, I'm at my wits end and I'm going to use whatever is available and I'll go to Black Sun. It's- I'll do it myself. No, Leia. Use your bothins. They haven't died yet. <laughs> you still have so many bothins. You have all these bothins and you're just squandering them. You've got got many bothins and they have yet to die to bring you any information so put them to good use have them go deal with black sun and we already know from shizor that the bothin spy network is even better than his yes they have the best spy network and she's in charge of it use your bothins jesus h christ even if you didn't even if the bothins were tasked with something else right now you still have a spy network Try and use something you have. Yeah, use some of the other spies. Use one of those long-nosed Kubaz dudes or something. 
Get a couple of bothins. You don't need many bothins for this. A few bothins. Just one, Just a couple of bothins. Get Borskphalia and one other bothin. <laughs> and name your other bothins. I can't name any other bothins. <laughs> I can name Borskphalia. I can name 100% more bothins than most of America. Yes, that is 100% accurate. You can name so many more bothins than I can. Well, you can probably name Borskphalia. <laughs> Well, actually, I mean, no, that might be tricky. I mean, I was going to say, until you said it again and I tried to commit it to memory, no, probably not. <laughs> so so anyway, she's going to go in, infiltrate Black Sun all by her lonesome with uh, Lando and her weird dog. Yeah, she's like, Lando, <laughs> you can make connections to someone in Black Sun, right? And he's like, that's dumb. Why would I do that's that? That's real stupid. Why do you want me to do that? You used my stupid hacking override protocol command slice override protocol to figure out subroutine to figure out that... that uh, that uh, the Empire did this. Why are we investigating Black Sun? Because nothing Black Sun has happened yet. Have you noticed that? That nothing Black Sun has come up? And it, there's a there's a big galaxy. There's a lot of criminal organizations. No, no, I'm good, Lando. Black Sun, please. It has to be specifically Black Sun. Thank you. Because of economy of scale, Lando. That's why. Yeah. I. The other weird thing to me is that like Lando straight up is like, no, nah, man. This is this is a terrible idea. This is dumb. And then does it anyway. Yeah, he must feel real bad about that Bespin situation. Yeah. Because he agrees to everything, and everything is stupid. Yes, and he always says so. He's always like, you know, this is the dumbest idea ever. (sighs) Fine. Uh, Yeah, I remember. Okay, well, let's see. Was the dumbest idea selling us to Darth Vader? Uh. Uh, Keep bringing that up. (laughs) That's why he's dressed as a Gamorrean in Return of the Jedi. He could have gone in there as Lando, and it would have been fine. Fucking Jabba the Hutt doesn't know who that is. But no, she was like, get to put on this dumb costume, too. (laughs) You gotta gotta go in here with a dumb hat. Why do I have to wear the dumb hat? I don't understand why I'm doing this. Oh, that's funny, because I don't understand why you froze my husband. (laughs) Boyfriend, sorry. He's been my husband in my journal for like a week now. (laughs) I mean, if you want to look at these pages, I have so many Mrs. Han Solos written out. (laughs) Anyway, put on this dumb mask. (laughs) Carry this halberd. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous that she would even know like to go to black sun yeah it's just a lucky guess it's like i was saying it's economy of scale but i I mean i i guess i i assume it's because they're the most famous of the things it'd be like if someone went i need information take me to the mafia (laughs) mafia (laughs) like just the mafia you know the good one the big one the 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 mafia mafia you know the, the, the mafia, you know, like Godfather, the mafia, you know. Those guys. Take me to, like, Robert De Niro mafia, please. <laughs> take me take me to the good mafia. Not not the shitty little mafia. Not some local mafia. I no, want the capital T oh, mafia. They had better be Italian. And I'm demanding, like, pizza restaurant great Italian. Oh, yeah. If you take me to see a Russian mafia, ooh, oh, I swear. Oh. Did I say Bratva? Did I ask you? Did I say Yakuza? Did the paper I gave you say Yakuza? No, it said Mafia. I want some guys who are arguing over the proper way to cut garlic when I meet them. <laughs> if I don't get in there and someone is having some pasta marinara, I am going to be so angry. In very, They better all have five fingers. I'm going to tell you that at this time. <laughs> there better be a guy there named Five Fingers. <laughs> I'm Leon Five Fingers. There we go. That's the mafia I was looking for. I'm Leon. Tell you who this guy's name is. He's Leon Five Fingers. <laughs> We're all Leon. <laughs> We've got five Leons. That's why the nicknames. Yeah, that's why this uh, particular gang's outfit is called the Kings of Leon. <laughs> uh, 
why. Yeah, that's right. I'm making a Kings of Leon reference. <laughs> that's fine. I just don't know where we are anymore. Uh, uh, so let's see. We do a little scene ch- uh, transition where Luke is now on Tatooine, and he sets up again in Ben's old condo. Where, yeah, ah, uh, Ben's old condo. Yeah, that's basically what it is. I mean, we've established that it's a homeowners association-driven sort of thing. Yeah, and there's pet bones all around it. I mean, we've we've got a whole universe for this condo at this point. <laughs> this con, this condo is a better fleshed-out character than Dash Rendar. He gets in there and he notes that this condo, which had all the power turned off in it, is hot. Yeah, good job. <laughs> you noticed that the fucking house on Tatooine is warm anyway he it, this is the whole chapter nothing else really happens in this in this section of this chapter but he gets into ben's old house and he turns on the air conditioner and suddenly the house is much colder <laughs> much better much better and, and then we cut away again good we had to have an entire small chapter a bit of this chapter for luke goes into a hot place and turns on the ac and it's nice <laughs> Thanks. We needed to know that. <laughs> it's much colder now, at least. We know that. Yeah. And also, he's calling for pizza to be delivered by fastest ship. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me your finest stuffed crust. <laughs> so, Also, I guess he sits down at a bench to keep cutting chunks off his lightsaber crystal. Yeah, he's going to keep fiddling around with his crystals. So that's what's going on there. Now, meanwhile, Lando and Leia are having a little discussion where Lando is revealing to Leia the name of his contact who has a contact in Black Sun. Yeah. And uh, again, we got to talk about economy of scale here because the conversation starts out with with, uh, Leia saying, Rhodia? And Lando saying, Rhodia, because my contact is a Rodian. And you know the only Rodian you've ever seen or know about? The only Rodian you can name that anyone can name? Greedo? Well, it's his uncle. <laughs> Why? Why does this guy need to be Greedo's uncle? <laughs> By the way, Greedo's uncle is the sort of thing that like a, a 1960s man would say is in surprise. Well, I'm a Greedo's uncle. Well, I'm a Greedo's uncle. That droid's been rascaled. Okay, so it's actually what a prospector would say. Yes. <laughs> There's gold in them hills, and I'm a Greedo's uncle. <laughs> it, but we're going to the planet Rodia. Home of the Rodians. Yes. And there's probably what? Uh, let's just say that it's as big as Earth. There's six to eight billion Rodians there. Like, let's even scale it way down and say there's like a billion Rodians. A billion Rodians. So the odds of the one Rodian that we need to talk to being directly related to the only other Rodian we've ever heard of, and, you know, my apologies at this time to Lenik. Yeah. Uh, who I assume is fucking Avaro the Rodian's brother-in-law. Oh, I'm sure. Because <laughs> they're, they're all related. Yeah, all of them. So that's so we got to go meet Avaro the Rodian, the uncle of Greedo the Rodian, brother-in-law of Lenik the Rodian, <laughs> which is why Lenik is always calling this guy. He's like, hey, Avaro, my cousin, let's go bowling. <laughs> uh, I can't do Lenik's voice, but I can do Lenik's just fine. <laughs> It's me, your cousin, Avaro Barry. So we have to go meet Avaro the Rodian. And uh, he is on Rodia in a network of casinos that are theoretically owned by the Black Sun. Theoretically. Probably. I mean, definitely. I mean, it's it's most deaf. It's, <laughs> we also have to go find Ford Prefect. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, that's that's what's happening. Uh, 
they're going to head to Rhodia. And meanwhile, Vader is finishing up with his business on the Emperor's Skyhook by going to meet with the Emperor himself. Oh my, I wonder what the Emperor will have to say to him. Well, once he's done playing DDR. Yeah. <laughs> it towels off a little. Oh, I'm afraid you'll have to hang on for a second, Vader. I'm doing a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> really gets the BPMs going, if you know what I mean. Anyway, Vader, oh, oh, have wait. a drink. It's you, over there. You don't. Your heart is basically just a tube. <laughs> <laughs> Your heart rate is just just a metal thing in there. <laughs> it's like a squirt gun, really. <laughs> I replaced your heart with a super soaker. <laughs> the, Haven't you noticed? I could have used an electric one, but no, I find it funny that you have to pump it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so Vader, unfortunately, at this time, decides to play some mind games with the Emperor by not telling him that he got the information about the rebel base from Shizor. Yeah, he's like, well, fuck that guy. I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. I like to think that it's not even that he's he's embarrassed that he got info from Shizor. It's just that he finds Shizor so useless and below him that he just doesn't even mention it. He's just like, who gave... Emperor's like, where did you get this information? He's like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Some douche. Some green piece of shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Xizar something. I don't know. <laughs> Xizor. I think, I think it's Xavier Irving Zor, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Xavier Zor. That's Professor it. Xavier Zor. <laughs> Professor Xavier Zor gave it to me, the Emperor. I don't give one fuck. I'm going to kill him later for fun. <laughs> yeah, and so the whole thing is the Emperor's like, well, great, we've, uh, we've verified the information. There is a base there. I need you to go blow it up. And he's like, can I just... Send some guys. Yeah, you know, like, we, we, I am uh, your your number one in command. Shouldn't I be doing anything else? That's correct, Vader. You're my number one a guy. I yeah. love Batman eighty nine. <laughs> yes, Emperor. I have watched Batman at your request. I understand. <laughs> Let's go to an art museum and draw mustaches on things. <laughs> hubba hubba hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? It's the Emperor. It's a good old sheave. Where do I get these wonderful toys? <laughs> oh, yes, I'm the emperor. People give them to me in fealty. <laughs> <laughs> and where is the Shizor? He's at home, a-washing his tights. Well, probably Guri's doing it for him, because he finds laundry to be boring. I don't understand why you won't quote the Nolan Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be such a sad sack. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I love I love Sheev so much. No, now that he just walks around <laughs> quoting Batman 89. Yeah. Uh so as much Do the as dance. as much as uh Vader would really just rather send any other person to go do this very menial task, which is take some Star Destroyers and blow up an asteroid. Nope. The emperor's like, nah, you got to do it. You have to go. <laughs> it's got to. It's got to be you, <laughs> uh, because it's funny. That's why uh, I can tell you don't want to do it, so I'm gonna make you do it anyway. So we get a list of a couple of new emperor or imperial guys at this point. There's the dude Akins, who is who Vader would have preferred to send. Yeah, that's Admiral Akins, and he's still gonna go. It's just that Vader's in charge now. Yeah, and there's also a failed imperial grand moff who's out there, who's supposed to have found this base by now and has not. And his name in the first ever Star Wars Mortal Kombat crossover is Grand Moff Kintaro. Kintaro. He is, he is related to Grand Moff Goro. 
He's designated or dedicated all four arms to the Empire. <laughs> I like his top knot and loincloth. <laughs> oh, sigh. I'm still looking for a Motaro to promote to Moth. <laughs> uh, uh, so, <laughs> did you know I'm in those games? <laughs> it's me. The, they just put an A on the end of my name and gave me some tits. <laughs> anyway, Vader what, has Palpatina? to Palpatina? <laughs> There's a Shiva, isn't there? Is there a Shiva? I don't remember. Probably. I, let's assume there is. Yeah. It might be a Sindel. I don't know. And there's a, Oh, you know what? Shit, I forgot about Sindel. That means that there's already an existing Mortal Kombat uh, Star Wars crossover. Aw. Damn it. Stupid Sindel Tawani. How could I forget you and your Ewok adventures? <laughs> you and your Ewok adventures. I'm so tired of these Ewok adventures. <laughs> I had the title role in Ewoks, <laughs> the battle for Endor. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ewoks, this battle for Endor is going forever. God damn it. Uh, all right. Uh, so so at the end of this scene, Vader goes and looks sad out a window at all the Empire stuff assembled out in front of him. And it reminds him of his favorite insect species, the Belvarian fire gnat. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. It's the latest example of weird alien planet that won't matter, followed by regular thing. Yep. Yeah. I I love it. I love everything about it. Just, Every time it shows up, just I'm happy. Happy to see it. Just some hollow jubian hollow etchings or whatever. <laughs> and, and now this. <laughs> and meanwhile, back in chapter 12, Luke's lightsaber works. Yeah. There's an entire scene of him, like, trying, he's going to go turn it on, and he just walks outside, and he's like, this might blow up, R2. You should get away from me. Why would it blow up? I, I don't even a, know. It's a battery with a light pl- with a little light pulse like a laser and a crystal. Like, what's going to blow up on it? What are you so worried about? I didn't know that lightsabers were bombs. Yeah, apparently, if you fuck up in the construction of a lightsaber, it will blow up so much that you can't even have, like, a droid near you. So here's... <laughs> you might which, also blow uh, up, by droid? the way, he... In this scene, he actually thinks to himself, wow, that R2 really has a mind of his own. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. He's an intelligent character. We know that. Everyone knows R2 can think. Yeah, we are talk. aware. He got real mad when, I mean, it was like less than six months ago when, when Yoda was super grumpy with this little ro- robot, and the robot was getting in a fight with him over like a granola bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> Quit treating him like he's a Roomba or a pencil sharpener or something. He's like your, your pal. Yeah, I mean, it would be one thing if you're like, oh, I met this droid, and it turns out that he isn't just slavishly able to do all of my directions. He mm-hmm. actually will occasionally disobey. But we know. We, we know that. How is he not noticed yet? Wow. It's like that droid stands for Android, an artificially intelligent life form. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh. Maybe I'll make him vacuum my floors. <laughs> Come on, R2. Do it. Vacuum this desert, R2. <laughs> uh, dumb idiot. <laughs> so so his lightsaber works. Fucking great. Uh, meanwhile, Lando and Leia take a meeting with a fucking Daffy Duck. Oh, my God. This, this Rodian has a speech impediment, which is that he is Daffy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if he has a speech impediment or if it's just hard for Rodians to speak basic. What with them not having lips, you know? They pretty much just have that, that, that face-tickle. Yeah, they got that that little proboscis up front, and so they can kind of go una guta solo. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is, 
I was thinking about it. I go, okay, well, maybe it's just hard for Rodians to speak basic. But if you can say solo, solo yeah, it should have been una duta solo. Ah, uh, solo. <laughs> that's, but that's not what happened. So, yeah, I guess Avaro's got a speech impediment. Yeah, Avaro's so, just like, I'll look for these things for you. You're despicable. Suffering succotath. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did talk Rodian. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot stand it because it's not enough to go. He's got a weird speech impediment. They have to give him the th- Yeah, they have to write it out. So he, he says words like contractually, and they turn into things like just a massive series of THs. Yeah. Contractually, I must... And here's the thing that makes this worse. Leia has to, has to stop and go, I wish this guy would just speak Rodian or something. I hate that he's trying to speak my language. Yeah. So, so Leia the space racist is back. <laughs> so it's been a while we haven't seen Leia the Space Racist since the first episode but here she is going like stupid Rodians don't try and speak our language oh, god are these Rodians <laughs> trying to speak the Lord's language <laughs> it's the worst I hate this Rodian I hate all Rodians so I, for all the time we've spent in the previous chapter establishing that this guy is Greedo's uncle he which, does not give one fuck. I mean, there's still a chance that in a future chapter he may, like, betray them because of Greedo, but basically, the first words out of his mouth are like, Greedo was an idiot. He shouldn't have tried to take Thono alone. <laughs> I'm a fun of that. Um, so, we're, that's right off the bat, we're like, the fact that you are Greedo's uncle is irrelevant. Moving on. Yeah, it was, oh man, we really needed to make it so that you were related to him. Just so we could have some name recognition? I assume half name recognition and half just, hey, remember that one scene in Star Wars, guys? Eh? Here's a connection to it in the book. I mean, Lord knows that's all Chewbacca does in this entire movie is try to play that hollow chess he <laughs> he briefly played in Star Wars for about four seconds. Yeah. So, so Avaro's kind of like, yeah, I'll set you guys up with uh, a Black Sun contact. In the meantime, why don't you just hang around in my casino? Please, I'll, enjoy the amenities. I'll have Woomph provided. You'll <laughs> <laughs> give us Wombs? Yeah, no, Woomph. No, Woomph. Woomph, I'll get you Woomphs. Wait, you're going to get us warmth? Is that is that warm? Because we prefer to be colder. <laughs> it's much better. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> so, so they go off to uh, to hang out in this casino, and this is actually what's going to wrap up the, uh, the 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 episode. Is they're hanging around in a casino, and Lando <laughs> goes off to play what I have to assume is this book's version of Sabak, which is the the kind of the poker of Star Wars. But it's just seven card hold'em, basically. Yeah, it's seven card hold'em with a weird betting scheme based around colors. And <laughs> Leia then gets to explain the concept of bluffing to 3PO. Yeah, 3PO is like, why is he lying about having an excellent hand? He clearly has a terrible hand. Oh, oh we're doomed. Oh, there's only an 84% chance that he could possibly win. <laughs> it's like watching it with a World of Poker ge- a TV show on. Yeah. To having him there. Oh, he's, he's unless the river d- gives him a three, he's certain to lose. But, uh, but she has to be like, no, he's bluffing. You see, bluffing is the art of lying about having something you don't. And if you're a good enough bluffer, then people who are being bluffed will reject the, uh, the, the, uh, the thing that you want them to reject based on the fear that you'll have something better than what they think you have. That's the concept of bluffing, 3PO. Great, thanks. Great, thank you. <laughs> now let's, let's go ahead and get the map out of the backpack. Can you find the map? What is this? Why do we need a, a page-long definition of bluffing for 3PO? Why doesn't 3PO know what it is? He knows six million words for it. For it, Yeah. 
He's like, he could tell that someone is bluffing in any language you want, but he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. I think he's bluffing, a concept I do not understand. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that why I keep getting all these fake phone numbers in bars? <laughs> uh, I like that. That's bluffing. I'm bluffing my number. I don't know. It's just trying to get away from him. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just assume he doesn't know any word that describes human interactions in any way. He no. just has them all in his head already. Yeah. So that's what's happening. 3PO, a 45-year-old android, is learning a valuable lesson about lying to people. Good. Great. I love it. And uh, and so they decide to leave Lando to his gambling and head off to do something else. And Leia briefly entertains the notion of going outside because they're at a space beach. So they could go to Rhodia Beach and she could get into a bathing suit and sit there. And then she's like, Ugh, but I've got this stupid giant dog with me and he'll get sand in his <laughs> fur and it'll just make me look terrible. Uh, stupid dog. He's just going to go in there and root around in the dirt and try and bury bones. <laughs> This stupid Wookiee is going to get to the beach and dig up a starship to fix. <laughs> they always do. So instead, they go off to watch Chewbacca, again, play hollow chess. Yeah, Chewbacca's going to go play a board game for money. Yeah, that's all. He's just going to go play that same chess game with the Gundarks and what have you that we've been seeing over and over again since time immemorial in Star Wars movies. Hooray. Uh, and in, indeed we do, although that is the end of the chapter. There's nothing else really going on at the Yeah, no cliffhanger here. at this one. Nope, nope. Uh, that's that's it. That's the end. So what will happen next? My goodness. Will he win at chess? Or, or will that stupid arms get ripped off thing come up again? <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. Because that's all that there is with Chewbacca and space chess. Is he, There's Chewbacca. He likes to play space chess. Quick, someone mentioned that he'll rip off arms if he loses. Yay. There, we did it. We did the thing from the movie, you guys. You guys, we did it. Say two, say two nerds who just a second ago quoted all of Batman 89. <laughs> that was just part of the bit. It's fine. As if the Emperor from Star Wars was saying them. <laughs> have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? No, I have not, Emperor. <laughs> it's like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> but if anyone else g calls you Beast, I'll, I'll, what is it, I'll tear their lips off or something? I forget. I don't I, know. I, I, I haven't seen it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I've got to rewatch it. <laughs> You want to you want to sit down with me? We're gonna bro out. We're gonna watch both ep this one and, and returns. The only good ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, the actually, Emperor, I believe that you will find that Batman Begins. And no, no, <laughs> it's deadly serious, and the choreography is terrible. Maybe Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> I like the cartoon Batman. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's that's been <laughs> good lord. That has been expounded universe for this week, episode four. Uh, you came up with a great name for it earlier, and it has fallen out of my head. We'll look it up and put it back in here at the end. <laughs> uh. So, as always, thanks so much for listening to Expounded Universe. If you like what you hear, come find more of it. We have ExpoundedUniverse.com, but don't go there yet, because I haven't built it. In the meantime, go to SystemMasteryPodcast.com or SystemMastery on Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and leave us your comments, suggestions. I mean, it's going to be a long time before we'll need a suggestion here, because yeah. we got like 50 more episodes before we get to another book. <laughs> But that being said, the first goal for when this goes, this gets its own Patreon-type situation will be, we will take this weekly. And I know you want us to. I know you want more Expounded Universe. Yeah, I know you want it. And so, just, just know that's going to happen at some point in the distant future. Just sit and wait and hope. 
Until then, if you like what you hear, give us a dollar on our Patreon, systemmastery.com slash Patreon, or patreon.com slash systemmastery. One of those, you'll figure it out. <laughs> You're smart. and uh, <laughs> Smarter than Jeff is, at least. Use a subroutine com command slicer code to figure out which one of our Patreons to give a dollar to. Uh. And otherwise, thank you so much for listening. This has been a blast to make. This is our this is my new favorite thing. And uh, John, you got anything else you want to say? No, I do not. Well, until next time, then I'm Elan Sleesbagano, and I love death sticks. Thank you.